0: cleaning my glasses. I did. I'm back.
1: My square ones. For the square that you are. My friend. For I'm
0: so square. I'm so L7 square. What can I say? I'm a square dude. Uh, yes. And welcome in everyone to the program. We are uh, Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. And uh, today we'll be talking about episode three, of season one. The Strange New Worlds. Entitled yep. Children. No, wait. Ghosts. That's last week. Ghosts. Hold on, I have them. Ghosts of Illyria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we know what we're doing.
0: Did I say episode three?
1: I don't remember. I did, right? I did.
0: Okay. Well, we're talking about episode three, folks. Uh, I don't know what I just said, but I'm now I'm on task. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, today's star date is star date three one three uh, zero five two four dot four let's say <laughs> you know the dot i really do whatever i want for the dot i don't know what it's is the dot tiring. is the dot the hour sort of it's like time of day it really has to do with how awake i'm feeling <laughs> <laughs> so eight is like i'm on top of it four oh, is okay. half of
1: that okay so is it like a scale a scale of awakeness on Archie's one to ten
0: yeah, if you've ever, if you, if listeners can ever recall a point one, I'm basically asleep. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about Ghost of Valyria. great episode,
1: another fabulous
0: episode. Some great backstory revealed. But before we get into the backstory, let's talk about our backstory. A little something called Patreon.
1: I like it. I like it. Of course, we are on Patreon. You can <laughs> like join it. us and be part of our Star Trek uh, set phasers crew, where you will, where you will get behind the scenes access. You'll get early access to episodes. You'll get access to us through Zoom hangouts and we'll watch some Star Trek together. We'll watch so Star Trek together. Yes. Somehow. Somehow. Some some way. We think mm-hmm. that P- Paramount Plus might end up doing some watch parties. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But they're still not entirely rolled out globally. Um, so our friends in EMEA, in the, the European area, still don't unfortunately have access to Paramount Plus, which is very annoying for them and for us because we want... To share Star Trek with you, so set phasers, That's not it. Patreon.com/slash/setphasers. forward If mm-hmm. you want to be part of our crew, we would welcome you aboard at whatever l- level you uh, would like to be.
0: Yes. Okay. That's a, that's enough sound <laughs> time, I guess. From Sondheim to Star Trek. The Set Phaser story. Why don't we run down this episode? Ghosts? From
1: Sondheim to Roddenberry.
0: From Sondheim to Roddenberry. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, that sounds like a blog I might have to start. Um, <laughs> hmm. Let's run down this episode while I think about that. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down <laughs> for me? Help me what just happened. <laughs> Can you run Oh, hell yeah. Well, get ready. Hold on to your butts, dear listener, because this is a real doozy of an episode. Uh, first of all, stardate 1224.3. No biggie. They're at this planet called Hedimit 9. It's an abandoned Illyrian colony. Now, the colony. Now, the Illyrians are a uh, race of species that uh, they're sort of devoted to genetic engineering Um uh, and so because genetic engineering is completely outlawed by the Federation, they've never been allowed to be part of the Federation. But here's an abandoned colony of, of, one, of their, one of their settlements. And so, you know, the Federation is curious to know what happened to the Illyrians on this planet. Uh, So there's a standing mission to discover what happened to them, but they have limited time on this particular planet because there are ion storms that sweep across the face of the planet uh, periodically. And so we catch up to the crew, the the landing party of the enterprise Pike and Una are looking at the storm. Uh, Pike wishes there were more time to explore, but it's time to go. They can't quite get in contact with the ship where they are. uh, So they have to go out to this like particular, like beaming up place, but there's some members of the crew, uh who are who are also out of contact in the complex and so pike tells number one hey you get the rest of the crew up there i'll chase down the stragglers we get one view of a cat named ensign lance and he opens a cupboard and there's something moving in the cupboard perhaps little ghost lights of some sort uh but then pike's like hey lance time to go and so he splits uh, Chief Kyle's having a little bit of trouble uh, locking on to the uh, landing party because of the storm. Uh, and so he needs some some uh, extra power from Hammer, who is a genius, uh, and makes it clear throughout. Uh, and so uh, Hammer's like, I'll get you some extra power. There's a little bit of a weird brownout in the ship as this happens, but it's enough to get the team up. However, Spock and Pike are left on the surface, uh, Spock is down in the like library area, we guess, of this complex. And he says he's found some journals that may be relevant to the, the community that was here. And Pike is trying to hurry them to the rendezvous point. However, they cannot get a beam. They can't get a lock because the storm is too close. And so they're going to have to find shelter until the ion storm passes. Number one is a bit out of sorts, but is in charge of the ship. Uh, I made a note here to mention everyone has cool leather jackets when they're in the landing party, and I want one. She's running the ship, yeah.
1: I thought that too. I was like, they just get cooler as the Star Trek franchises continue.
0: Yeah, I was like, whoa, uh, leather jackets? They're like, oh, put on your away team clothes. Like, oh shit, what are we, a sweet biker gang? Uh, Yeah, so number one's in charge of the ship. Ortega's walking down the hall and sees Ensign Lance, the one we saw with the weird ghostly lights in the cupboard. Uh, And he's kind of like stripping down naked in the middle of the hallway, looking into one of these EPS conduits that's really light up. I assume it's a conduit. Uh, And he's saying it's too dark and then he needs to feel the light on his skin. And Ortega's like, "Okay, whatever. Float your boat, man. But maybe you want to do that back in your room. And then as she walks past, he slams his head through the EPS conduit to get closer to the source of light, the like uh, electronic thing in the inside. And so Otega restrains him, calls security. Uh, number one is going through a similar thing in her quarters alone. As she moves close to a light near her. She's like, oh, boy, I feel I really want to get close to this light. And she, she asks the computer to turn the illumination up 25 percent and rips her shirt in ecstasy starts to glow all red and crazy and then when she comes out of it she's like holy moly uh calls down to dr Mbanga and asks about the landing party uh and he says oh that's funny that you ask because uh, several of them are acting very odd and he's like how are you feeling are you experiencing any symptoms and she's like uh no i'm good i'm cool great 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 and he's like well why don't you come down to sick bay just in case uh so number one goes down to sick bay. we find out that there's a, basically the landing party has got some kind of weird thing going on. The only thing that will calm these people down who are like in a sort of like agitated state is being having light poured onto their systems uh, and they will hurt themselves to get it if they don't. Uh, once again, Mbanga asks if number one has exhibited any symptoms and she lies
1: perhaps
0: and says that she is. Bald, is, it a,
1: is it a bald or a bold faced lie? I think it's
0: a bald face lie. I think it's bald faced bald. lie bald mm. your face not even not even with no not even hiding behind a mustache and beard your bald uh, face would uh-huh. dare to lie to me i don't know i don't know where that comes from something to google some other time uh <laughs> so mbanga has figured out sort of what the situation is there's no viral or bacterial things coming up on the scans but there's a huge drop in their vitamin d a word that i wrote down later that he uses that i will try to pronounce later in the program as a joke number one's uh vitamin d things are normal and but Mbega takes a a sample of her blood just in case number one goes to speak to hammer hammer says it's impossible that anything happened during the eye we have biofilters there's no way this could this has got to be some other thing it's not having anything to do with it and una's like oh really what about all the extra power you pulled that caused a brownout on the ship could that have screwed with the biofilters and hammer's like fine i'll run a level five diagnostic ship wide it's going to take all night though Pike finally manages to radio in. He's been unable to connect uh, with the Enterprise because of the Ion Storm. And he's down in the library with Spock, still unable to come back. And But they can't keep the sick up. So he knows that people are sick, but he doesn't know what the status of things are. Una, number one. I'm going to use these names interchangeably for number one. Sometimes it feels good to be like, hey, number one does this thing. And other times I want to say Una Chin Riley goes to do a thing. So anyway, number one goes into the ready room? Is it Pike's ready room that she's in when she's researching Illyrian research Illyrian stuff? Oh. I think that's where she goes.
1: I didn't Anna. recall. Good, good, call. I, yeah. don't, I don't
0: remember. She's researching in a room that's not her quarters, which, which we saw earlier in this episode. So I think she's using the ready room to go through some of the Illy- to research Illyrian modifications having to do with disease control. Laan comes in, our head of security, uh, because uh, number one is asked L'Anne to keep an eye out on anyone exhibiting strange behavior. Laan asks, "Oh, you're going through the Illyrian research? Isn't that like against uh, Starfleet regulations? Because they modify themselves and uh, and." Uh, Una's like, yeah, well but uh you know the deal. I mean with the Lyrians and Lan's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm a Singh I mean, you know, Khan Nunyan Singh is one of my ancestors, and he's the reason we don't do uh we don't allow genetic you know, manipulation and that she was called names as a kid because it was she was an ancestor of of Khan or a what do you call the opposite of an ancestor? A processor? No, that can't be right. Uh
1: uh descendant.
0: Descendant is much better of calm and <laughs> processed her uh yeah mm-hmm. maybe this should have been a dot one uh, and uh <laughs> as they're talking about this on exhibits the beginnings of this unconscious light what i call light hunger as she moves close to a light and she like starts to get close to it but she wasn't on the landing party so what's the deal um so number one has to call doctor we got to get on we got to put her under. We find out that she shared an elevator with Ensign Lance, but they can't figure out how this thing got, this disease is being passed because it's not viral or bacterial. Um, And the doc suggests, hey, we got to do a lockdown until we figure this thing out. Number one's like, let's do it. Puts a lockdown on the ship. The lights go out. On the planet, meanwhile, Spock and Pike are still down in that library. Spock is reading through the file, which is on a weird tube. And Pike is pacing because he wants to be up where the action is. And he's down there stuck. Uh, And Spock sees that this was a group of Illyrians who wanted to join the Federation. And so we're trying to reverse their genetic modification so they could be part of the Federation. Uh, But Spock's only halfway through the records. When they look out through a window and see entities flying on the wind, gold and ionic, humanoid, floaty, bright, Dementor-style things that sing and wail in the storm. Are they people? Who knows? Uh... Meanwhile, back on the ship. Uhura wakes up in darkness. She's super hot. She's sweaty. She's like, what's going on? She opens up her bunk to see that her bunkmates have created like a hollow sun and are standing around it like complete weirdos in their underwear. She turns it off. They turn around to her like, why did you do that? We need the light. And she's like, okay, you guys are sick. So, uh, they go to the sick bay. Hammer's still doing his, uh, what do you call it? Uh, level five diagnostic. He comes in to check the emergency medical transporter and Banga is curiously uh, against this very very agitated when Hammer goes to check on the transporter uh, as Hammer is working on it the lights go out and Hammer's like that's weird that shouldn't have happened just because I was running this diagnostic and Mbanga's and like you're just making things worse and Hammer's like okay point taken I'm out of here and as he leaves we see that uh, Mbanga had uh, turned the lights off and on of his own accord uh, behind his back a little sleight of hand a little prestidigitation a little ledger de man see what play back on the planet <laughs> uh the entities are trying to get into the room that spock and pike are in so they have to like try to close the door uh spock gets injured in trying to get the door closed uh but uh you know pike is worried because it's so close to the the jugular and spock's like yeah I'm a human but not on me uh and then the entities start banging on the door that they've managed to close so they're like uh maybe we better barricade this door to keep those things out Number one, meanwhile, ever on the case, decides to follow Uhura's steps because why is she not infected if her roommates are infected, and sees that she slept in full darkness. And so, uh, they posit her and Doctor Mbanga and Nurse Chapel that uh, the light has something to do with it. Number one realizes that light around the people who are infected has extra energy, uh, and this is a disease that travels on light. And it makes people want to get closer to light, which means it, you know, makes them more contagious. Uh, So number one suggests getting rid of all the light. Uh, But they're going to have to sedate everyone in sickbay to do that because otherwise, you know, they're all light addicts and they're going to freak out. So they sedate everyone. They turn the lights out. Number one is still looking at the Illyrian data. She's overriding all these classified things. Uh, And then there's a a blackout, uh, like not overload, but like, you know, in the transporter room, the blackout has been ended. And uh, when she calls down to find out what's going on, no response, heads to the transporter room. It's Hammer. What's he done? He's transported a piece of the planet's mantle. It's like magma molten core up onto the uh, transporter block and he's trying to get it there because it's 10,000 degrees and he wants all that light and heat uh, and as he rushes forward toward it, almost certainly killing himself number one hits him with a stun picks him up very easily throws, her, throws him over his shoulder like a sack of potatoes and walks him down to sickbay. Meanwhile on the planet Spock and Pike have barred the doors. Spock is still looking through the files mentions that the Illyrians had mentioned there are things living in the storm, but the creatures only appeared when the Illyrians started to die from some strange disease. The creatures break down the door. Spock says there's no evidence of the Illyrians having harmed, uh, been harmed by the creatures, but they do disarm Pike. Then a window breaks because of the storm, and the storm is getting in and all the ion stuff, and it's going to cook everybody up. But then the entities surround Pike and Spock, Ooh, uh, at first restraining them, but then they realize, perhaps shielding them from the ion storm. The storm clears, and the entities depart. Meanwhile, Una brings in Hammer Chapel wonders how she's carrying him. She's like, never mind, sedate this cat. Doc says he'll have to be next. His colacalciferol levels (coughs) are falling. Um, And so it will be just the doctor and the nurse. Number one asks about her blood sample. She admits that she was already sick, that her immune system did what it did because it was already bioengineered to save her. She reveals... Una Chin Riley, number one, is an Illyrian. Bum, bum, bum. Well, that's a big thing. What do you call those? Drop surprise? (laughs) A a drop? Drop. Mm. Big drop. Twist? Twist. That's a twist. Ah, that's a twist. Twist? Um, Yes. She's an Illyrian, so of course she got sick And then when she did that weird thing with the light, her body was just like Cool, let me just burn up this weird disease in you Because you've been genetically modified to keep diseases out of you Uh, And Banga says "Uh, Yeah, but your metabolism is insane And Illyrians don't carry antibodies Because they don't cure the diseases that are in them They don't fight them with their immune system They just burn the diseases out So there's nothing to synthesize There's, uh, There's no way for him to create a cure from her Because her blood is completely clear Unless he had been there at the moment of infection. At that moment, La'an wakes up from her sedation, probably because she's a Sing. Uh, uh, the doc is getting woozy uh, and has to be put out. Uh, and that is when uh, number one uh, goes back and sees that La'an is missing and Nurse Riley has been knocked out. And there's a warp core containment uh, breach about to happen. Uh, Una runs down to the war core. It's La'an. She's trying to open up the core so the place will be flooded with light, but also radiation it will kill everybody. And, uh, Una orders her to stop, and they have to fight, even though they're friends. Uh, They have to reset, and boom, punch, 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 kick, 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 headbutt, headbutt, headbutt. headbutt. And eventually, uh, Una is able to restrain La'an, but La'an has overheard Una's admission that she is an Illyrian. And says, you've been lying to me. You're an augment. You're a monster. That's what they used to call me when I was a kid. You disgust me. And then the warp core breach is imminent, and as it's happening, Una starts to line up again, like she did back in the old, uh, uh, in her room. Meanwhile, on the planet, Pike is getting no response from the Enterprise. And they're also wondering why the plasma entities didn't also save the colonists if they saved Pike and Spock. Spock, uh, ever logical, posits, hey, either they didn't save the colonists because of some pre-condition like condition that existed, maybe they didn't get along, or maybe they are the colonists. The sickness that Spock had been reading about is one where people had an affinity for light. Remember, they don't know anything that's going on in the ship. Maybe these people ran into the storm in order to be closer to the ion lightning and perhaps they died but maybe they were fused with the storm and became this weird storm creature and as they're talking about this another journal tube pops out and they both go oh that's weird and it is a thorough account of them renouncing their genetic manipulation this, this colony of Illyrians, to join the Federation. Spock also decides it's worth mentioning that because they had reversed their bioengineering That may have also led to the death of this colony So it's curious <clears throat> All the things at work here Enterprise Una wakes up Doc and Banga. Dose of radiation from the containment field Made her body create an antidote Which Nurse Chapel was able to synthesize a cure from uh, Using La'an's body Which made chimeric antibodies from number one Does that make sense? I hope it does Una goes to speak with La'an in the mess hall they have it a little bit, but then they decide. Listen, it's it is what it is. They share a bowl of strawberries. Una says she can't remember what the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I said strawberries.
1: Just laughing at you the way you said that word. Yeah,
0: that's is that how do you say it?
1: Strawberries.
0: No, strawberries. That's how we say it in the states. No, it isn't. Yeah, huh? totally. No, no, that's how we Don't say it. Lie. That's how we say
1: it. You're lying. Strawberries.
0: A, listen, I know you've been here for a while, but you're not a native like me. We say strawberries.
1: They only say that word like that down south.
0: No, 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 no. This is.
1: Hi, y'all. Would you like some strawberries?
0: No, no. I'm telling you, go to any grocery store in Brooklyn and they'll be like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? What do you want? And you'll be like, I'd like some blueberries and some strawberries. And they'll go, oh, you want some strawberries? I got you. You know, they'll understand. But you say strawberry, what did you say? strawberries? Strawberries. 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 (laughs) Shoes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> why did we do that? Bitch. I
1: don't know. It's my
0: strawberries. Fault. Where am I? So they have strawberries. Like that. That's the thing that they share because it's they're both their comfort food. uh a number one goes to admit to Pike that she's an Illyrian. She's not from this colony. From one far away, she has committed a, a Federation offense just by joining the Federation and not. Uh, Admitting that she's an Illyrian, she resigns her commission. Pike rejects her resignation, says she's the best officer, first officer in Starfleet. He says his experience on the planet has shown that Illyrians are, you know, severely misunderstood. And that number one is a great example of real Illyrians in Starfleet and everyone. And tells her to let him worry about Starfleet if they ever found out. Also, he says, hey, it was the biofilter that let this disease in, right? Can we get a handle on that? So Una goes to see Mbanga. And she reveals that she has the information from Hammer's scan and that it was his medical transporter that allowed the virus in because he didn't let them update it when Enterprise was in space, Doc. Uh, Hammer's diagnostic shows that is keeping something in the pattern buffer. Doc says he didn't know that it was caused, it's an accident. Number one asks what's in there, and Doc says it's not. What, it's who? Rukia, his daughter, who's been diagnosed with, oh, boy, the, the, sinochemia. Sy- sy- diagnosed with sine a year ago, 12 week prognosis and Benga thought he could find a cure. Couldn't figure it out. So he's been keeping her in the pattern buffer of the emergency medical transporter and all and people can stay in there forever. All they have to do is be reconstituted every once in a while. Uh, uh, and so he decides he's going to resign and go back to Starfleet because uh, he realizes that he's the one that causes big disease and number one rejects his resignation. Everybody loves everybody on this stupid ship. And she will provide direct uh, power from the warp core for the storage of Rukia in the future, but to keep that out of the emergency medical uh, transporter so that there are no more uh, things getting through the biofilter. And in the end, Number One makes a personal log and Banga uh, reconstitutes his daughter uh, and reads her a bedtime story. And Number One talks about how she uh, was just praised by the captain and she's still part of the crew. She always wanted to be part of Starfleet, but she still feels terrible. She wonders, what if she hadn't saved everyone's lives? Uh, What if if, uh, she wasn't one of the quote, good ones? And she wonders when it will be enough to just be an Illyrian and then she deletes that log entry, and here, ended it. Episode three, season one. Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Why don't we chat about that? Yay. Yay. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. let's yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, I really only have one thing to say. I'm, I don't. I mean, there's tons to chat about. We knew that the Nunion singing thing was a thing for Laan, but that number one is an Illyrian is a bomb drop.
1: I need a, I need a bomb FX. I don't. Have yeah,
0: that. for for when we drop bombs. For yeah, which is a thing we do.
1: Or plot twist. Or plot twist.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it makes Unwindable. sense because she's so um, amazing, but. Like, you know, picking up people with one hand, carrying hammer, <laughs> like just running into sick bay and throwing them down on the thing. Uh, but it is an interesting uh, development. I mean, basically, she has a huge secret. And, now, and I guess also Dr. Bank has a huge Everyone's got these huge secrets. Pike is going to die in 10 years. I mean, Spock's got a sister that doesn't exist anymore. It's crazy.
1: Feels like they're almost setting it up for it's all going to come out at some point. Yeah. It
0: has to. Yeah. There's an Illyrian on the crew. Pike is destined for death. There's a bioengineered security person, you know, who's a descendant of Nunyan Singh. And Benga's daughter, Rakia, has to be healed. Is it all going to be tied together? It's like Illyrian and Nunyan Singh. And to heal the cynochemia, go into the future, hence the radiation, but talk to Michael. I don't know. That would be a weird crossover. Very strange crossover. Hmm. I have a lot of thoughts about it. Anyway, crazy, crazy stuff. Your thoughts?
1: Very crazy stuff. Classic Trek, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, an alien virus taking over the ship. Yes, yes. Uh, an away team gets stuck. We love a bit of that. There of. was just, there was a lot of, like, classic Trek stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, mm-hmm. it is shaping up as a series so far to be one of the favorite series that's come out of yeah. the Star Trek franchise in recent years.
0: Dare I uh, say,
1: even including TNG? I don't know. I am that's it's going to be my favorite, I think, forever. But for new fans, it's it's really becoming huge.
0: It's excellent to have the episodic nature of the show because it means people don't have to like be tuned in. I mean, listen, I'm tinfoil time, guys. So I love. Picard and Discovery because you're like wait they mentioned a person in episode 1 and now in episode 13 that person is a connection to the thing with the thing and the thing happens and Lorca's kind of come back you know Um, yeah yeah I said it I'll I'll keep saying it I'll take that to my grave (laughs) Lorca's coming back Um, and um, this is cool because like you just tune in and you're like I wonder what adventure will happen this week and you kind of get like quickly get to see people people are in and out I do miss uh, no it's fine I think you're going to have to, you have to watch a whole season to see where everyone really is at. I feel like in Discovery and Picard, you really get a lot of each character, what they're going through. And in this, like, Hammer, we get a little bit of how he's a pompous genius. Uh, we get a little bit of Laon's backstory. You know, we kind of focus on one character at a time. But it's great. It's great.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. And I think with um, Picard, we'd already had one season of backstory. And then
0: mm-hmm.
1: with season two, we were able to just really delve into some stuff.
0: Right. It's interesting. I'm, yeah, I'm uh, three episodes in. I'm not quite ready to say it's m- going to be more beloved or better than TNG. You know, it's like, that sounds like
1: I, a... I agree with you. Yeah. But, you know, I think they're saying that Discovery certainly didn't pull in a lot of new non Trek fans. Right. And I think this is pulling in some non, like previously non Trek fans.
0: Right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that lasts. I yes. I often listen. I know this is hot hot take because people are a lot of people are mad about Discovery and Picard, which is silly to me. And uh, this is my opinion. But like, if you're liking Strange New Worlds and you're kind of like, "Ooh, because Discovery sucks," you got to understand that the only reason we have Strange New Worlds is because Discovery was such a hit with Trekkies, uh, and that's that's the house that Discovery built because Paramount Plus was nothing. Uh, until it had this That's s- exclusive Star Trek content that people loved. So, whatever to that. I'm glad that there's m- as much Star Trek as possible. All the Star Treks. Happy, happy, happy. Me too.
1: Happy. I want there to be, and I don't know if this is coming, <clears throat> but given, you know, I want a Star Trek park. If there's Harry Potter World, I want a Star Trek park.
0: I want a Star Trek park. You got a brand new thing. Do, do, do. I, I want a go- Star Trek park. Oh.
1: I going start I wanna go on the the bridges. I wanna go on away missions. Oh that would be like, great. Come yeah. on. Create yeah. this Paramount Plus. You heard it here first.
0: They've gotta be working on the Star Trek Park, right? They've gotta be so. in conversation with oh. some park.
1: You could be like imagine that you could be part of the crew. You could be a captain. You could go into like a simulator and be a captain and pick up, you know, all your choices.
0: Do the Kobayashi oh, Maru? So much
1: fun! Yeah, you could do the. Of course, you could do the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, there'd be like start like there'd be Starfleet headquarters and like a San Fran sort of location. Mm-hmm. Oh, I
0: I that's remember. what's tricky. This is tricky because you want to do San Francisco. You got to make the big tree. I like it though. I like mm-hmm. it. It would it be in Come California? On, there's lots to do here. Oh, Okay, well, are you talking to me? Should I get... You want me to get cracking on a treatment on this? Uh, some sort of manifesto, mission statement? Send it out to Kurtzman and Paradise?
1: Get writing on your blog.
0: Get writing... Oh, from that's right. My blog from Sondheim to Roddenberry. <laughs> the musical yeah. star journey of said phasers. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, Indeed. Shall we talk quotable moments here?
1: <laughs> Let's do quotable moments. I actually got so into Easter eggs yeah. and... Um, fun facts that I forgot to do any quotable moments.
0: I didn't have a ton because it's mostly kind of cool action. There were some speeches, but it was mostly like dialogue speeches. Hard to say like this is a quote I want to pull. Um, uh, I loved when Ortega runs into Ensign Lance and he's like getting naked and whatever she says, whatever tweaks your freak pal. I love that she calls him pal. She's so like 1950s detective. I hope there. I hope there's. A- There's no holodeck episodes, because holodeck's not invented yet, but oh my god, I would love that. Anyway, and then, uh... Dixon Hill. A Dixon Hill-style something or other. Or just like where, in Picard, you know, where they have to do a heist and go to a casino and dress up and do stupid accents. Uh, Hammer, we're saying to, uh, to Chief Kyle when he gets him the extra power, and Kyle's like, how are you doing this? And he says, I am a genius. Move quickly. Which is very (laughs) cute. (laughs) And then uh, just a bit of fun uh, when Pike and Spock are not able to get to the ship and they see the iron storm coming and Pike says uh, suggestions Mr. Spock and Spock says run. That was great. Yeah, it was good. Now. (laughs) Welcome ladies and gentlemen to uh, Set Phaser's uh, Desk. we go directly to the easter egg desk with steve what's happening to the easter egg <laughs> desk with stevie man stevie how are you doing today
1: well hi there Aki. hi there happy to be here happy to be here well i am here as you know on the set of strange new worlds and i was about to say lower decks yes so many sets on the set of strange new worlds. that's where we are and one day we will be in star trek world for sure that's right i've
0: back. already started it yes
1: <laughs> indeed uh, so, lots and lots of Easter eggs in here. Of course, as you would expect from a classic Trek episode, we have, of course, the classic alien virus that is sweeping the ship, <laughs> Take, ooh, taking over uh, crewmates and crew members uh, in its wake. Anyway, so that's all good fun. Um, so, I'll start with a couple of short ones. So, we have that one, obviously, just so you know, over, overall theme. Trek we trope. like that. Trek trope. Um, Trek trope. Trek trope. We had. A ripped shirt. Mm. Number one's ripped shirt is totally back to normal in the next scene when she goes on to uh, into the sick bay. A Kirk reference, although I think she could have changed her shirt before going to sick bay, which would make sense because she was lying about. A hundred percent. She changed her shirt. So, yeah. Yes. But I think the the whole thing with the Kirk thing is just from one scene to the other. It's absolutely fine. Um Uhura's lower deck style bunk I thought that was quite fun. Mhm. Mhm.
0: And enjoy her that. her bunk mates it naked around the sun is very lower decky. Very
1: lower <laughs> decky. It's kind of weird cold <laughs> open
0: that lower decks would do. <laughs> yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um we, of course, had a person in the pattern buffer,
0: mm-hmm. a nice
1: little throwback uh, to Reddix and TNG, in which Scotty ap- stored himself in the buffer, the pattern buffer, for over 70 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure. I can't remember if that was entirely by accident or not. But, uh, oh, no, no. It was on purpose. I yeah. thought he would get caught. Get fined. And didn't we?
0: What was a, that was a recent watch along we did. Is that not true? Or did I, I, I just so, watch yeah. that by myself?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I can't recall. Oh boy. No, I think we did watch I that. I think there was a watch along. There was something. Yeah, yeah. it was a watch along. Anyway. We did that join us patreon.com slash set phasers um eugenics wars we get another Mm. reference to the eugenics wars una says thanks to the eugenics wars i bet you know all about that period in history and la'an responds you don't grow up with a bioengineered mass murderer as your ancestor and not develop a thick skin indeed so we know that this is going to be probably more of a a plot development la'an and the augments we skip ahead a bit to la'an and number one's fight later Khan furiously tells Number One, as we discussed, that the children teased her and called her an augment when she was younger. This is a retroactive designation for the genetically engineered supermen of which Khan was a member, mm-hmm. and the term augment—you'll love this—comes from the Enterprise story three arc episode, um, three episode arc I should say, which includes Borderland, Cold Station Twelve, and the
0: Augments. Mwah, mwah, so, mwah, 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 mwah. mwah. Wow, Brent Spiner showing up, uh, trying to inject a little yes. action into the mm-hmm. Enterprise. Uh, mm, loved it, mm-hmm. loved it.
1: I love a bit of Brent Spiner, a little bit of Brent. And of course, lastly, we now know that uh, number one is Illyrian. This obviously was established in the episode. But did you know it has been a thing in Trek books uh, since 1988? Trek authors have been writing this into storylines since 1988 for a quite like in, in several books, actually. But it is now officially canon. Wild. You know what? Mm -hmm. The weird
0: thing is that like, I love Star Trek. I love reading fantasy and sci-fi novels. I've never really read any Star Trek novels. Mm. I don't know that I can go down. There's too many of them and I don't want to be buried under uh, my own weight in paperback books. I probably would become insufferable. Anyway, that's super cool. Good to know.
1: Yes. There you go. Do you want to do me a... um, No, I I do have a fun fact. Should we come out of Easter eggs and go into fun facts?
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do, as we say.
1: Well, Lucky, okay, uh, that's all from the Easter egg desk here and the Strange New Worlds set. It's back to you in the studio.
0: What strange new Easter eggs we've found. Now, moving on to our next segment, Fun Fang. Just do it.
1: Fun facts.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Fun facts.
1: John Billingsley, uh, who played Flocks in Enterprise, was invited, in fact, to audition for a small supporting role in Strange New Worlds and said to his agent, did they know I was in Enterprise? And he turned it down. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say that he thinks there's a strange disconnect with the producers of Trek now, and Enterprise was seen as the red-headed stepchild that briefly crippled the franchise.
0: Well, Which I find interesting yeah. because
1: they are referencing... And, like, Enterprise episodes as canon quite often. So it's not like it's sort of forgotten. Uh,
0: I think maybe he just doesn't know what's going on with Trek. He's probably living as he's not. I don't know if he's a huge Trek fan or whatever. He may not know that it's Star Trek Renaissance is happening uh, and people may love Flux. Maybe he also doesn't want to put all the makeup on, which I would understand.
1: Do you have one bit of news? Yes. Should we go into news? Into news! News from around the galaxy. Oh, we love a bit of news. Mm. Terry Metalis, the executive producer of Picard, has hinted, 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 dare I say, at the idea of a Seven and Rafi spin-off Ooh. for Picard, saying on Twitter, I believe, that he was not just supporting it, but in fact spearheading the, spearheading yeah. the idea. So maybe this a spin-off notion could eventually lead to something. Fan buzz behind the idea um, of giving Pike Spock and Number One their own show, as we now know, after season two of Discovery was a big factor in the launch of Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. So it could happen again. Could Seven follow in the footsteps of Captain Pike to be dis- to be to be seen? Oh, I see. Yes, uh,
0: I was like, do, what? To- what?
1: Yeah. To be determined. <laughs> have That's their own show. TBD. Yes. Their own show, and he also confirmed that the trailer for season three was Picard penning a letter to none other than Jordi LaForge.
0: Jordi LaForge? Ah oui,
1: Uh, oui, oui, oui. Jordi Jordi, Jordi LaForge. Mon
0: ami, Jordi LaForge, comment ça va?
1: Anyway, uh, that is the end of the news. Wasn't that fun?
0: It was fun. A little too much fun. this time. No, it's never too much fun. As Luther Vandross once sang. Shall we go to next time?
1: Let's.
0: Next time on Set Phasers. Hey, y'all. Next time on Set Phasers, we're going to be talking about episode four of season one. <laughs> which may or may that? not have I was just going to say strawberries One more oh, time there you go. Yeah. <laughs> In my southern accent <laughs> uh, We'll be talking about episode 4 of season 1 Of Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds And I saw Because we're doing this so late I saw a little preview of what the episode's about Have you seen this preview?
1: I think I did, I forget now
0: It's oh. the Gorn
1: Oh yeah, no, I didn't see that. Damn.
0: Yes, I think they're fighting the Gorn. And it's a whole on thing, and it's called Memento Mori.
1: Fun. Sounds
0: Latin. Remember, remember, death comes to us all. I think is what Memento Mori means. Uh, anyway, I wrote Memento Mori the Gorn. Uh, listen, if you've enjoyed this episode and our shenanigans and antics. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts, what you're listening on right now. You can just go look up Set Phaser's podcast and hear a bunch of back episodes. We talked about Star Trek Discovery. We talked about Star Trek Picard. We've done some watch-alongs. And we put out new episodes when we're carrying every Monday, except when flights get canceled and uh, dreams get dashed, uh, as in this instance. But we will try to be on time as much as possible. Uh, Yes.
1: We do apologize for our lateness. Yes. And um, we hopefully, we're our greatness also. So Dreadfully
0: sorry.
1: Dreadfully sorry. Dreadfully, Dreadfully sorry. Uh, do join us on the old Patreon, as we've mentioned before, patreon.com forward slash set phases, where you can engage with us and go boldly as we uh, enjoy Star Trek together through Zoom hangs, watch parties, early access to video and audio episodes, and
0: more. More. Uh, join
1: us at phases.com forward stat's not it. Patreon.com forward slash set phasers. We have another website. Instagram. Yes, we
0: have set phases Don't we? Set yes. phases pod or set phasers podcast?
1: Uh, we are set phasers podcast and set phasers on the Instagram and the Facebook. Yes, so meme game
0: strong. That's my bit. That's my bit of, my bit of whoa. What's going on? Whoa, no, I've got. I've what gone your gun. accent. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Strawberries. So oh, there's strawberries. my normal strawberries. My normal American accent is back. Um and uh yes, meme game strong it's all Stevie. And gosh. You know, get in there folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear, computer please end this program. Please end program. Oops, I forgot. Oh wait, the shit! I forgot. Oh So God. I'm Stevie yeah. Mans.
0: and I, uh, and I'm, uh, and I'm a genius. Move quickly. <laughs>
1: Computer, <laughs> end program. So oh smooth boy. today. So, so
0: smooth. smooth. So smooth.